Powered by Righteous Media. Welcome to Independent Americans. Welcome to episode 143. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. And happy December. Despite this being the season of giving and happiness and light, now is still a time to stay vigilant. Time for the announcement. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. He'll be here to take pictures with all the children. Yeah. Just keep your receipts. 10 a.m. tomorrow. 10 a.m. tomorrow. Santa's coming to town. Yes. Can you sign this for me? Oh, hi. Santa's coming. Yep. Santa is coming. And thankfully, Will Ferrell and Elf, my favorite Christmas movie of all time, is coming. Early and often, especially in my house. But like Buddy the Elf said, or screamed, Santa is coming. In just a few weeks, Santa will be back. The lights are up. The sales have started. And the elves are on the shelves, hanging from light fixtures, dangling from shower curtains, and ziplining across living rooms around the world. And Santa will be here soon. But not before we all prepare to receive a very different kind of holiday visitor. Yeah, Santa's back. He's new and improved every year. This year, he's got rocket boosters on his sled night vision goggles, GPS, support from NORAD, and a teleportation device to get inside the homes that don't have a chimney. Santa is new and improved, and he's back. And so is the coronavirus. This new variant is a cause for concern, but not panic. Because we now have the tools we need to confront this variant and continue to make progress in our war against the virus. We have vaccines for everyone ages five and up. Boosters that provide the highest level of protection. Significant genomic sequencing and testing capacity to detect cases early. And life-saving therapeutics. So we have more tools than ever before. We are prepared and will continue to be guided by science and stay vigilant to keep people safe. Yep. The virus is back in a new and improved form. The variant is called Omicron, and the first case in America has been confirmed in San Francisco. And the person you heard from there, that's White House COVID-19 response coordinator Jeffrey Zeintz. And maybe he listens to this show because he is vigilant and the world is vigilant at least much more vigilant and much more prepared than we were this time last year. And that is a bit of a Christmas miracle in and of itself. And we also learned this week that there may have been another holiday miracle around this time last year. Former Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows 
has a new memoir coming out. And in it, he reveals that Donald Trump tested positive for COVID just a few days before debating Joe Biden and three days earlier than he admitted to the world. And after testing positive and not telling the world, Trump yelled and spit at Biden for three hours on stage at a debate with no mask. He mocked Biden for wearing a mask. But that's not the worst of it. Trump tested positive for COVID on September 26th, three days before he admitted it to the world. And the very next day, on September 27th, Trump held an event at the White House with Gold Star families with no masks. And it was a closed room, indoors, full of families of dead service members. And Trump had COVID. And he knew it. And later, he blamed them for giving it to him. Even though he knew he was positive before that, standing with no mask, speaking and hurling droplets all over kids and elderly family members of fallen service members. So it was a true holiday miracle this time last year that they didn't all get sick and that Biden didn't get sick. But who on planet Earth is surprised by this news? This is who Trump is. Always. Trump put everyone at risk, from his own family to his political opponent to wounded and elderly veterans. He's the patient zero super spreader of the stupid. He's a political suicide bomber. He's President Mayhem. And like Santa, Buddy the Elf, and the coronavirus, Trump will be back. Remember this story when he runs again. Remember, to stay vigilant. Because this show is all about helping us stay vigilant. Whether you're Republican, Democrat, or an independent like me, it's about providing light to contrast the heat. It's about being independent from the spin, from the noise, from the partisanship, and from the misinformation and disinformation. And throughout this pandemic and our war against the virus, We've continued to bring you doses of information to help you defend against the virus and against the stupid and to help you stay vigilant because vigilance is the price of democracy. And it's also now the price of a happy holiday. And after multiple doses of good information and light to contrast the heat, we're back with a booster shot of the five eyes to empower and prepare you right before the holidays hit. It's a jab in the arm of independence, integrity, information, inspiration, and impact. And just like Buddy the Elf is back delivering laughs, one of our favorite doctors is back on Independent Americans to deliver the booster shot of content you need this winter. He's a public health physician, an Air Force officer, a professor, an NBC News analyst, and a true voice of reason. He's a helper and a patriot. He's the guy you wish was your personal doctor right now. Our friend, Dr. Vin Gupta. We definitely need a doctor again. And since the pandemic hit, Dr. Vin Gupta has emerged as a true superstar that Americans of all backgrounds respect and trust. 
He's young, he's brilliant, and he's working every day on the front lines of the pandemic on a range of critical fronts, from seeing patients to appearing on national TV to guiding tech giant Amazon. He joined us on this show back in October of last year for episode 83, and he's back to give us the real prognosis on the new Omicron coronavirus variant, on whether or not you should get the shot, if you haven't already, the booster, and why it's been so damn hard to vaccinate the American military. Vin spent decades working worldwide to improve public health for organizations like the Center for Disease Control, the Harvard Global Health Institute, the World Health Organization, and the Pentagon Center for Global Health Engagement. He's also a major in the United States Air Force Reserve Medical Corps, where he serves now as a critical care aerospace physician with the 446th Aeromedical Staging Squadron based at Joint Base Lewis-McChord. He's also the principal scientist at Amazon, where he provides clinical and strategic leadership to the company's COVID-19 response work, which should make us all feel a little better as a barrage of Amazon boxes hit our homes in the next few weeks. But Vin is back for a quick, focused, no-shit booster shot of a conversation that will leave you better informed and ready for the holidays and whatever comes next. In these stressful times especially, Independent Americans is going to continue to be your trusted place for independent news, politics, and inspiration. We'll keep delivering a unique, independent, hard-hitting perspective like nowhere else in the media. And you'll hear from leaders, true helpers, that are changing what America's been, what it is now, and what it will be in the future. Whether you're on the nice list or the naughty one, Dr. Gupta Claus has got a gift of good info coming to your ears right now. This is another episode to keep us all focused and to keep us all vigilant. Because eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. And it's also the vaccine to defend you against the stupid. Welcome to a conversation about the new variant. Welcome to an episode about how to really prepare yourself for the holidays. And how to prepare yourself for life. So roll up your sleeve, take a deep breath, and get ready for your booster shot. You can do this. And you'll get a lollipop after, I promise. Even more important, you'll be protected. And you'll be protecting others. The doctor is back. Welcome to Independent Americans, episode 143. Ladies and gentlemen, independent Americans around the country and around the world. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy next chapter in a wild time. Uh, we're bringing you a returning champion, a guest who joined us almost a year ago this month uh, to break down the issue, what we need to talk about and what we need to prepare for to make these holidays as good as we can. I am very thankful and humbled to have the great and powerful Dr. Vin Gupta back on Independent Americans. Welcome, Doc. Oh, so good to be with you again. Thanks for the invitation. 
And I'm, I'm really grateful that you squeezed this in. Um, you know, you're, you're cranking, man. You're on MSNBC. You're all over the place. And you're still a doc in the ICU, right? Yeah, you know, it's, I would have it no other way. Because I, I, I feel like when you have a public platform talking about something as consequential as coronavirus, that if you're not living it for the majority of your life, you have no business talking about it. And, and I sometimes feel actually when it comes to messaging and, and how we talk about this, how we convince people to get the vaccine, uh, you know, I'm not saying it's just me, but I, I do think we need more authentic messengers out there uh, giving the right information, concise information. Uh, but I, I, I view it as part of uh, my remit that if I wasn't doing that, I had no business kind of, you know, doing that the quick health segment on MSNBC. So, you know, it's all part of the, uh, I think the, uh, the mission. You're, you're, you're like Superman, dude. You're like going in and out of the phone booth. And, uh, and I, and, and I think it's why your message and your, your, your power has been resonating so much. You're like a combat commander who goes down in the field. Like you're in the shit every day and then you put a tie on and you talk on national TV, but you're so connected to it. And that's why I've been so grateful for your leadership and your voice and your contribution to the national dialogue. And I want to ask you, because I think there's, there's I want to talk about the variant, but I want to talk yeah. about this moment and, and ask you the same question I ask everybody. Where are you and how are you, man? How are you personally doing, dealing with all this as a leader in a really tough spot? It was interesting. I mean, I. <laughs> I, I think you don't realize that um, that that this has been so tiresome and wearing until something sort of unrelated happens and you know you sort of break down and I mean I, this is going to seem silly I know your father as well but dropped my kid my my four year old off to to school the other day and you know there's this extended day program that happens after and he just didn't want to go and um, kind of just that interaction, seeing how much he was struggling and then kind of processing it as a dad, uh, you know, driving back home. Yeah. You know, normally I would just let it, silly things like that brush off my shoulder, but I think there is this combined, um, there hasn't been enough time for reflection and, um, how emotionally trying this has been and how, how, so, you know, you're not allowed. I mean, I, I feel like as a doc, as a public health communicator, um, we're not quite a, yet allowed, um, at least in my opinion, to to be able to reflect. I think to your point, we're still in the shit. Yeah, I think that that that's really what I wanted to to get into, maybe most of all, because you know I'm having a rough week. A lot of people are having a rough time, and you know I've been through combat, and and it's like combat that never that never ends. This is like the forever war, right? And and people are getting hit from all sides, and nobody, uh, not everybody is is wounded, but nobody comes through it unchanged. And I think there's a real feeling in this country right now uh, that we just keep getting hit from all sides and, and winter's coming. I think there's a sense of, of, of dread even, and just like, when is this shit going to be over? So let me ask you, yeah. because I think this is really important. How do you deal with your stress? How would you, we don't talk about this, but as a leader, as a parent, what works for you that gets you through these hard times? Cause you've been through them before, nothing like this, but for folks that are listening saying, Hey, how do I get ready myself? Not just for the variant, but for this tough time after getting hit over and over again. You know, I, I think a few things. I, I, for me, it's I'm a runner, and I, the days in which I'm able to take an hour and do four to five miles and and have that peace um, is the difference between sanity and you know insomnia. And uh, I, and I do actually think. I mean, 
as a, as a pulmonologist, we get trained in sleep medicine and I really try to drill down deep on how, despite a, a stressful existence, all of us uh, are living in stressful times. How do you just get seven to eight hours, if you're lucky, of REM sleep, high quality sleep? And a lot of that is tied to, are you active? Um, and then obviously other stuff like, you know, avoiding a big meal, not drinking too much uh, right before the end. Having said Having said that, I love myself a glass or two of uh, red wine after uh, a day shift. And we've been, we've started traveling again. I, I will say that one problem that uh, I, I feel like exists out there is there's no clear definition of success for the people. And what are we aiming for? What's, um, you know, what, how worried should we be about this new variant? And, you know, if we had a clear understanding of what success looked like, I think people can hang on to that and say, okay, that's, that's a mental model for what I need that I know we're aiming for. People need goals. And then as a result, you can make informed decisions about traveling as an example, you know, is it safe to travel or is it not under understanding what our North star is? And we have not been good about providing that North star. So I've been trying to do that whenever I have a platform, but I live my life recognizing that there are certain attainable goals or certain things you can control like exercising, like watching, um, you know, everything in moderation. And yet when it comes to the variant and COVID and the impacts it's going to have on your decision-making, I think we can circumscribe that. Mm. I mean, you, you, that's so valuable and insightful and even more important than the technical shit you talk about. You know, I think this is really the insight that people need right now. They need that bedside manner from not just you, but from the president and others Right. Like I've been in combat, I'm teaching students and I see so much stress, but there's also clearly no end state. So it does feel like a forever war. There's no period of mourning. Right. There's no like recognition of, of loss and grief and that we've all been through this. So I feel like that's a part of it, too. But there's also if it is combat, I think about it that way sometimes. Right. Like I wouldn't go out and combat drunk. I wouldn't be looking at my screen. I would try to get sleep. So you kind of got to go back to basics. Right. And you're good about sure. that. So as we get ready for at least winter and a new variant, what's the best way for people to prepare themselves for this this next push? Well, you know, I think more than anything, we need to understand why is it that you get vaccinated against a contagious respiratory virus. And I think this has been something that I've, I've, I've been really saddened to see, um, that there is not a clear understanding of this in the, amongst the lay public, in part because our leading health officials have really confused the messaging here, not intentionally, but it just is what it is. Let's, let's not rehash it. But you, the reason you get vaccinated against a contagious respiratory disease like influenza or now coronavirus is not to prevent a positive test for mild symptoms from that virus. It is simply to keep you out of the hospital and prevent severe illness. That is what respiratory uh, vaccines against respiratory viruses have been historically designed for. That's been the barometer of success. That is exactly what we should be anticipating for the existing crop of vaccines as these variants emerge. Because, Paul, this is not going to be the last variant. There'll be a theta variant, right. uh, a sigma variant, you name it. And we we can't have a stock market crash. We can't have what we had over the last week because it doesn't make any sense. So if we understand what we're shooting for, this North Star, like, hey, I, I get fully vaccinated. I'll come back to what that means in a second. All right, I'm protected from VIN in, in an ICU but I, I recognize that there's some risk and I might get sick. And oh, by the way, getting 
mildly sick with stuff is part of life. That's actually not the worst thing in the world. Under if if we can rebuild that reality, that recognition that sickness is especially mild illness is just part of life. You know, right now we're we're wanting no risk in part because that's what we've been led to believe. That's the expectation that's been given to us by our leading health officials. As if we can do away with that, recognize why we get vaccinated. I say get the booster, the third additional shot, as I like to call it, because I do think three shots is probably going to be what that initial series looks like to be fully vaccinated. Then you should feel free. I mean, I just came back from a trip to a beach destination. I'm so thankful that I did it. Um, as long as you're using common sense. I mean, at this point, we all kind of know what that is, right? Mm -hmm. You're in an airplane cabin, put on a mask. It's not a big deal. It's the law. But like, even when it's maybe the law goes away, I don't think it's the worst idea, mm. especially cold flu season. Put on a mask, basic infection control measures like uh, sanitization, all those things. But then as long as you get fully vaccinated, in my view, that's three shots. That's the definition. Right. You should be able to go about your life as you please. And uh, everything with coronavirus actually is should be nothing more than a nuisance and a, and a news cycle. Nothing more, nothing less. I'm glad I'm glad you framed it up that way, because we kind of got to you know, it's a it's a new normal. Things aren't going to be like what they were before. And I've been teaching about the 20th anniversary of 9-11. There will never be 9-10 again. That's fantasy land. Mm -hmm. And that's ridiculous from politicians. So similarly, we all got used to going through metal detectors. We all got used to taking our shoes off before. We, we got used to a number of things. You can't just jump up in the cabin on an airplane anymore, right? Like we made these changes that were necessary as ISIS and Al-Qaeda and ISIS-K and all these different threats, you know, evolved. I think there's a bit of a, of a power in understanding that things are just going to be different and we need yep. different leadership and we need candor. Part of that extension that I want to dig into with you that I haven't I haven't heard you talk about. You're also a reservist unless you change your status in the military. The military is not fully vaccinated here. In my view, this is a problem. Even if it's five percent that's not vaccinated, it's five percent that's vulnerable. Right. And we can't afford to have five percent of any part of our military vulnerable any more than we can afford to have them running around with no helmets on. Can you talk about this? You know, if, if you were the defense, if you were the president or you were the, 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 the secretary of defense. Um, would you handle this any differently than they are right now? Um, and that's, I guess that's the biggest question. Would you handle this any differently? Can we do better there? No, I wouldn't, because I think this is a force protection issue. I mean, I, I, I've been intimately involved um, at our base, Joint Base of McCord, and, and other efforts across the 4th Air Force um, to have discussions with uh, uh, both the active side and the reserve side. Um, to try to get them and their questions answered before uh, the deadline, which has just recently passed, to show proof of at least making your way towards getting fully vaccinated. Um, and as what you hear in the civilian world is what you hear in the military world in terms of um, it, it just concerns, questions, religious uh, objections. I, I often hear amongst those that are just really rooted against it that they didn't like that way back in ancient history of potentially some fetal cell lines were used as part of the R&D for some of these vaccines. And that's not untrue, but there's also, uh, that was ancient history and it, it, it was, it was all by consent. And so there are, there are some of the same themes that you're hearing across, uh, parts of society in the military. But if I'm the president and president Biden, uh, defense secretary Austin, I thought they did 
exactly what they needed to do because this is a force protection issue. This is a readiness issue. If we are saying, and oh, by the way, and you know this, Paul, to be in the military, as a traditional reservist in my case, active duty, whatever, you have to be deployable. And and to be deployable, you have to have your IMR green, meaning your individual medical readiness. There's more than just COVID that's mandated to, 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 for, for you to get uh, from a vaccination standpoint. So this to me is all silliness. It's all politics. It's all sort of cultural war stuff. Um, but the common sense thing to do is exactly what they did. And I would have handled it no differently. I think that's a really important perspective. I, I don't agree with you, though. I wish they had done it sooner. And I wish they had brought the hammer down. Mm-hmm. Like they now Austin's bringing the hammer down oh. and saying, OK, if you don't get vaccinated by December 9th or whatever it is, we're going to start processing you out. It seems to be like a conversation here. And I haven't had too no. many conversations in my time in the military. Right. It was like, here's what you do to be in the military. If you can't do that, get out. Right. Yeah. And so it seems like yeah. like th- this has opened a door that now is becoming a bigger problem because you've got National Guard units. that are saying we won't do it. And now Secretary Austin has had to say to some states, if you don't do it, you lose your your funding. Can you talk about that as a commander, not as a doctor? If you're standing up in front of people that you command and you say, here's an order, go take that hill, go wear a helmet, go take that shot. And they don't do it. This is bigger than just a public health conversation. This is about good order and discipline in the military, right? I, I agree with you. I, I, I actually, I don't just, I don't think there's any distance between you and I. I, I, I've been frustrated. I'm in a medical unit, Paul. And an aeromedical staging squadron, and we probably have account. Okay, we're going to lose about ten percent of our of our members here. I mean, some of these are nurses. I mean, some on my critical care team. It's stunning to me that they're sitting here spewing whatever they're spewing, and it's really frustrating because they're letting a lot of us down because we need them to be a deployable team to to go deploy in an EMEDS, for example, or to to be in a C one thirty. And so we're relying on them, and they're not going to do it. But they were given, to your point, four to six weeks to demonstrate compliance. Then they went through a religious exemption process. In many cases, that took some time versus this is an order. Get it done. Otherwise, you're out. No, that was not the paradigm. And I do think that that's where there is some bleed in from the civilian approach, that if we're going to make our civilian, if there's going to be such an extended discussion about hesitancy and we're going to try to meet people where they're at, we're going to pay people a million dollars through a lottery payoff. I mean, that has set the tone, in my view, for allowing for um, uh, uh, sort of this phased approach in the military, which, to your point, has been damaging. Yeah, I mean, I think it's big. It's bigger than the public health issue. I mean, this, in my view, fuels a domestic insurgency. I mean, this helps propel the insurrection. If there, if you took the hill on on January sixth and you got inside and you hear, you know, the National Guard unit in a state is is saying "fuck you" to the Secretary of Defense. Like that sounds like an ally to me, right? That sounds like someone who's literally going to break off and do their own thing in the military, which in my view is unprecedented, right? We didn't get the option of saying, ah, I don't want to take the smallpox vaccine before I go to Iraq any more than we got the option of not wearing our body armor. So I think I'm worried about the long-term impact of that on the health of our military, not just the, the physical health, but the overall political you know, unity health in our military. And I don't know if we've seen those those outcomes yet. And I, I got to tell you, for those 10% or 5% in your unit, good, go. Like, you know, I'm yeah. sorry that you're letting your team down, but get out now because I'd rather know now that I can't yeah. count on you than know when we're in a firefight that you might- Oh, I agree with you. Right? I agree. No, 100%. I think I, I think I just wish I had known hmm. two years ago that this yeah. was going to be the decision that they were going to make. And, and so in many ways, this is outing yeah. people uh, and identifying people that, you know, you can't rely on. So better now than 
in an additional two years. But to your point, you're right. There is there is a sickness that pervades not just the military, but our broader society. And I think it's best in my since we're talking just about you know zooming military broader society. If we zoom out on this issue of hesitancy, this is where I think mandates. I don't. Again, I I understand why Biden and the defense secretary, defense secretary are doing it for the military because it's a force protection issue. It's, I mean, it is a critical national security consideration when you're deploying forces anywhere across the world. So you need to, you need to be prepared for that contingency. Now, having said all that, mandates for other parts of society, yes, we know that they work, but do I think that a mandate is just kicking the can down the road when it comes to actually rebuilding trust in our institutions, getting the right messengers out there from our from a health perspective. I do. I, I, I worry that if we mandate our way out of every health crisis, that this is not ultimately going to end up saving lives because people are going to be difficult when it comes to masking other areas where we need social compliance. And so there's no other way, in my view, to really cut through the noise than direct engagement, which I, you know, I've been trying to do. I know a few other people have been trying to do across the country, just like answering people's questions one on one. I do think people are reachable, but it, it, it's the hardest thing to scale. You're great about this. And I got to let you go, go back to the hospital and save lives. But let me ask you quickly, the variant Omicron, am I saying it right? This is, I'm not going to make any stupid jokes about what it sounds like. Right. <laughs> but like this is, this is a t- what do we need to know? What do people need to know? What do they need to do as of today, you know, Wednesday, December 1st? What do we need to do and know? If you haven't gotten your third shot at this point, your third shot is not going to, if you say no to it and you've already gotten two, it's not like your shot's going to be sent over to India or Brazil or another place that really needs more vaccines. Get the third shot. It's it's very safe to get it. We think it's going to bolster your protection against the ways in which this virus changes. I do think that there's a good chance that we'll, we'll look back on this time and say, gosh, we really needed three shots like with hepatitis when we were kiddos to get truly protected against the various ways in which this virus is changing. Mm-hmm. So that is the most important thing you can do. But also just recognize that no vaccine is perfect, that there's a chance you might test positive for coronavirus. It's not a big deal. In two weeks time, when Pfizer and Moderna come out with their lab-based studies on the ways in which Omicron is is, is, is impacting vaccine effectiveness, be prepared that those numbers, those percent effectiveness numbers are going to probably be a lot lower and it's going to cause a new cycle. It's going to cause the stock market to crash. But when you double click on it, look for the, de- the devils in the details. What's protection against severe illness going into the hospital? And I guarantee you that number is still going to be quite high. And that's all that matters. So we need perspective. We need to stay calm. All the things we've been doing already, I would encourage folks to do it because we're in for another difficult cold and flu season the next three to four months. We're losing, we're going to lose about 10,000 Americans week over week. Paul, a lot of the, the vast majority of those, of course, are going to be unvaccinated. So it's a sad, preventable case here. And yet, I don't think that coronavirus needs to be the disruptor that it was at this time last year. Hmm. I think I keep going back to the battlefield. You know, you you can run around on a battlefield with no body armor and hope you don't get hit or you can put the body armor on. And if the hit comes, you're protected. Right. And your family's protected and your unit's protected. So, you know, I've been saying all the time, don't be an asshole. Get the shot and, and 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 know that we are very lucky to have you 
leading the charge through all these different phases of this. You do it with heart. You do it with integrity. You do it with with charisma. And you're cracking through, man, in a way that I don't think anybody else does. And and especially on these issues in the military and veterans community that are uniquely difficult and uniquely important. You've been a hero. We say look for the helpers all mm-hmm. the time on this show. And you're you're one of those helpers that are running in when, when others are running out. So thank you for your leadership and, and your courage. Sir. And I'm glad you got to a beach. If anybody needs to be on a beach, it's you, man. <laughs> oh, it's, it's too short. Um, Paul, as, as always, thank you for your leadership. Truly, you're the convener uh, uh, for all of us. We rely on you and, uh, and your leadership and just kind of being our guiding light here, both in the military and otherwise. So thank you, as always. Thank, thanks, brother. Happy holidays. Stay vigilant, my friend. Thank you, sir. Boom. Now that wasn't so bad, was it? It might have hurt a small bit, but now you're boosted and you're better protected. Doesn't that feel good? Doesn't that feel powerful? That's the amazing power of the five eyes and of Dr. Vin Gupta. He's a true helper. So follow him on Twitter. Look for him on TV, on CNN and NBC. And if you don't get the shot, if you're lucky, you might be seeing him as your doc in the ER. Because he's leading by example. And he's a true helper. Always look for the helpers. There will always be helpers. You know, even just on the sidelines. Because if you look for the helpers, you'll know that there's hope. The helpers are out there, especially around the holidays. And we're going to keep bringing them to you. And coming up in the next few months, we've got folks like Tavis Smiley, Chuck Todd, Rolling Stone editor Noah Shackman, Jason Alexander will be back, and lots of other fascinating leaders and voices. And maybe a very special holiday visitor right before Christmas. No, it's not Will Ferrell. But if you know him and want to get me a really great Christmas present, I'd love to have him on this show. Until then... You can check out video from my conversation with Dr. Vin Gupta. You can get Independent Americans gear for the holidays. And you can join our Patreon community and much more if you take your sleigh on over to independentamericans.us. That's independentamericans.us. All our sites are .us because we are made and built and growing in America. You can also find Independent Americans and Righteous Media on YouTube. You can see videos from all our shows. And you can, of course, check us out on social media, where we'll have a guest-to-guest challenge every Wednesday night. Thanks to all of you that continue to play. And thanks especially to our dedicated Patreon members. You are the elves that make this magic happen. And if you love this show, please support us and go to the Apple Podcast Store and give us a quick five stars for Christmas. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe for free and share. It's a free gift you can give others for this holiday season. And thanks to all of you who've already been doing that. And thanks especially for the support for Rob Sarah's new podcast, The Firefighters. If you've been listening, you know it's powered by Righteous Media. And I was really happy to bring you that special delivery of Rob's pod for our last episode here. And the response has been amazing. If you haven't heard it, or maybe you took the Thanksgiving week off from podcasts, I really recommend you go back and check it out. And please spread the word. Rob's given voice to so many firefighters and other first responders that'll spend this Christmas, Hanukkah, and much of the holidays out there in the streets and the communities, away from their families, keeping us safe and protected. They're staying vigilant. 
And if you want to continue to stay vigilant, be sure to check out another new episode of the series While the Rest of Us Die tonight, Thursday, December 2nd on Vice TV. This is episode six. And if you haven't seen the show, you can binge the first five episodes for free right now at vicetv.com. You've heard about this new TV show on this podcast. I'm a consulting producer and a contributor, and Righteous Media and I are bringing you this powerful and urgent season two of the series every Thursday this month at 10 p.m. It's produced by Ephraim Films and my friend, showrunner Anthony LaPay, and narrated by our friend and past guest on this show, the legendary super actor Jeffrey Wright. And we're tearing into the most deadly, scariest, and most urgent issues facing us all. And in the last episode... We were talking about nukes. I think it was our best episode yet. And in the new one, we're talking about another fun holiday topic. Pandemics. Yep. As we've all seen in the last few years, when a pandemic hits, there's one path for the rich and powerful and another for the rest of us. And if another pandemic hits or this one gets worse, the billionaires will be headed to their island compounds, personal doctors, and spaceships while the rest of us die. When we say while the rest of us die, the last year has been a great example of how the rest of us have literally died. They spend. The wealthy would rather spend money on their lawyers than pay higher taxes. They gain. Members of Congress received tens of millions of dollars in PPP loans. These members of Congress were often already among the richest members of Congress. They rise. Jeff Bezos made $80 billion, retired and went into space, while the rest of us have to stay here and work every day like a slave. While the rest of us? For 38 terrifying minutes, people thought this was the end of their lives. Die. Those people truly had no warning. This is unsustainable. The average American now dies in debt. While the rest of us die. Narrated by Jeffrey Wright. New season premieres Thursday, October 21st at 10 on Vice. Boom. Merry Christmas, folks. Check that out on Vice and at vicetv.com right now. Like all that we do, it's coming from the powerful, creative, and ingenious Righteous Media team. So my thanks especially to creative Chris Rosenthal, brilliant Bill Schultz, and precise Paula Hernandez. And of course, thank you to my incredible wife and two boys, my six-year-old, has gotten the shot. It's honestly the best holiday present I could have asked for. And he did get his candy afterward. And some cookies and I think some cake and all kinds of other stuff. And a pancake dinner. Yes, we went immediately to the diner and got chocolate chip pancakes. My six-year-old continues to be my hero. And it's also a reminder that my two-year-old still can't get the shot. And he continues to be amazingly brave. He wears a mask like it's no big deal. He keeps everyone's spirits up. But until he's armored up, like me, his mom, his brother, and most of the folks around us, I won't rest. And so all I want for Christmas this year, outside of a hoverboard, is that vaccine approved for the little ones. And if your whole family is vaccinated, but you don't have little ones or someone who can't be vaccinated for another reason, remember them this holiday. Because they probably can't rest easy yet either. It's another reason to stay vigilant. America's more divided than ever, even around the holidays. 
But we at Independent Americans are working to change it, adding light to contrast the heat of all those other political shows. And every episode, we're going to continue to bring you a little bit of holiday magic in the Righteous Media Five Eyes. Independence, integrity, information, inspiration, and impact. And if you're among the 40% of Americans who are independent or unaffiliated, you know this is your show. And if you're a Republican or a Democrat, but you're not a diehard partisan, this is also your show. And if you're a concerned American who cares about the future of our country, this will always be your show. All are welcome. We invite you to join us and be a part of this community and be a part of the solution. Please keep sharing that hope because hope is the oxygen of democracy. And it's how we'll keep this movement of independent Americans growing week by week by week. And it's how we'll stay vigilant because eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. And know you're not alone in your vigilance. We are all vigilant and we're all in this together. From White House COVID-19 response coordinator, Jeff Zeitz, to Mr. Mister, to Dr. Vin Gupta, to Rob Sarah, to Buddy the Elf, to Adam Sandler, to you. Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah. So much funnukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. All across this country, we're all in this together. So keep your heads up, keep your spirits up. And since Hanukkah is the festival of light, share that light. Be nice to each other. Look for the helpers. Be the helpers. And spread that light. We're going to need it this season more than ever. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Thanks for listening. Stay vigilant, America. Happy holidays and happy Hanukkah. If you really, really want to go, have a happy, 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 happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. Thank you. Powered by Righteous Media.